Hey guys, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Nick. And this is Get Busy Flying, a super casual podcast about us both getting our private pilot's licenses. Is this, is that how you say it? Private pilot license. Yeah, so this is how it's going to go. Basically, after every single one of our lessons, we get together as a married couple and chat about our experiences. We hope you like the journey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. You had a pretty exciting day, huh? I did. But first I want to say it's been a week since we've recorded a podcast. And why? Well, because you've been out of town and you haven't flown in over a week. I have flown four times or so. Look at you. Yeah. Racking up the hours. <laughs> yeah. So I was supposed to go solo last Sunday bad weather and I was supposed to go solo again on Monday or Tuesday and it was too windy for that so I worked with John and this week of course there was a lot of low-laying clouds and various weather issues so I did a lot of pattern work with John we did a lot of different like random takeoff stuff and just felt really good like I had a really good week of flying and today oh oh fuck we went to uh, apple valley that's right on two days ago i did my first cross country to apple valley so it was a uh, 60 miles is that what it is something like that it's just so yeah just over 50 and it went really well um i that gave me so much confidence doing my first cross country out there and communicating with march with socal with Joshua Tree and getting out there, you know, um, we get out there and I ended up doing like this straight in approach on one of the runways. And for about a minute, I had a little bit of like saturation. That's the wrong word. Task overload. Um, because I had not looked up the runway headings and the patterns for some reason I just overlooked that and I so we're coming in and uh you know Joshua approach had just told me that there was traffic ahead of us uh coming our way and it was turbulent and I'm trying to descent and figure out where I'm entering and I'm trying to look up on the computer where or on the iPad where the run like what the runways are and all this and so it was a really good very small dose of having a little bit of overload of um, multitasking. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. So it was really good. Um, And then we came back. It was fun. I told John a couple days in advance that I was going to bring snacks for our road trip. So we fully had uh, Doritos and Starbursts and and, uh, iced tea for the the flight. (laughs) Who ate most of it, you or him? We uh, we both we both got down on the starburst and then on the way back he uh, he opened the Dorito one of the Doritos and munched on it and then I left the rest of the snacks for them but um it was good I wish I had had snacks today I was pretty bummed that I didn't bring snacks today <laughs> I want to start bringing snacks every flight bribe my instructor mm-hmm. <laughs> my like my comfort my little banky I need some snacks <laughs> but. I want to talk about Apple Valley for another minute here. So um, I had a small minor situation taking off out of Apple Valley that brought something to my attention that uh, I didn't like. 
and it was a really interesting learning experience for me. So it was it was hot out there and thermally, and I that morning I had just watched a YouTube video that was talking about a bunch of different high speed stall crashes. So essentially takeoff crashes. And a couple of them were people that died and a couple of them were people that survived. And I was just learning about these like power on takeoff stalls and spins and splats. And uh, Spins and splats. Yeah. That was, Is that the technical term? I think that was a wuffo term. <laughs> <laughs> and I had just been learning about it uh, from like a case study perspective. And I've been saying to myself since my first time practicing a power on stall, this will never be my problem. I'll never have this fucking problem. There's no way that I will ever just accidentally pull the nose up too fucking high and stall on takeoff. Like, there's no way that's going to happen to me. And that day, we're taking off out of Apple Valley, and I'm still over the runway, essentially. And I'm just not really climbing much. You know, I pulled back. We're off of we're off of the runway, but we're we haven't cleared the runway. And my instinct was just to pull back a little bit more. And I'm thinking to myself like, "Man, we are just not climbing." And I pulled back a little bit more. And John just goes, "Hey, look at your airspeed." And I look at my airspeed, and I am not even at my climbing pitch. Like or I'm not at my climbing speed. I'm just pulling back, you know. I'm just under 65 knots and it made me think like wow how come my first reaction was to pull back more instead of push push forward to help me get more airspeed and it disappointed me in a big way that like man I just learned I just like refreshed on this learned it like watched 35 minutes of case studies that morning and I did it and I wonder to myself when I would have made the, like, recognized that I was doing the wrong thing. If mm. he hadn't said it, when would I have recognized that? When the plane stalled. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were only, like, 100 or 200 feet off the ground. We were 50? Fuck. I, we weren't that high off the ground. So, uh, that will never happen to me again. Uh, and I, I just didn't like it. And I mean, he was cool. He was whatever, you know, he said something before anything happened, but I think he saw that I was making the wrong adjustment. So yeah, yeah. Little learning, little learning thing. I'm glad that happened before a bunch of solos. Burned in your little brain what not to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was awesome. So much confidence. And we set up for this morning. We had two hours booked to go fly out to Ramona, a class Delta towered airport. And we were going to fly out there. And then John was going to get out and watch me do three landings at uh, a towered airport. And then we were going to fly back. And of course, it was foggy this morning. Ugh, I like I'm having coffee here and I go oh, any minute I'm going to get the text from John because he had my lesson from eight to ten. And then he had three hours until he had another lesson. And I'm thinking, dude's not going to want to sit in the fog or anything like that. Well, I get there and thank God, whoever had the plane from 10 to 12 canceled in like this morning. So we did some ground stuff. We went over some sectional chart 
stuff about like there's some special airspace over at Palm Springs and we talked extensively about that and how to plan for my long cross country to Blythe that I'm going to do one day. Got canceled on Monday. I'm pretty bummed. But then we went up and we had all this extra time for my lesson, which was awesome. So we ended up doing 2.4 hours today and we flew to Ramona. It was awesome. Got on flight following just went really, really well. Like we were coming into the towered airspace at Ramona. We're maybe, you know, eight miles out or something. And he has us do a tight left 360 to hold for other traffic. And I come in and something sort of just happens in the pattern where I got a little bit overwhelmed. And, and I got to tell you, I don't remember what it was. On your, when you first got when there? When we first got there, oh, okay. I just got a little bit overwhelmed. Um, you know, I got to practice a nice right hand pattern, which I am still sucking at my right hand approaches, but got a little bit overwhelmed with like a couple different things. And I just kind of called out to John. I said, you know what? I think I want to do at least one practice here before you just hop out. But we did do a full stop. I kind of fucked up talking to ground a little bit. Like I held right off of the runway. And of course, the guy that landed behind me, like got stuck on the runway be- behind me for maybe like a minute but way too long because I'm sitting there cleaning up my plane and just holding I was holding just off of the runway at one of the alphas and where did he get stuck literally right behind me he pulled off at the same he pulled off at the same exit but I wasn't clear enough to let him get off of the runway all the way and John was like isn't that his fault for getting off on the same exit like couldn't he go to another exit he probably assumed I was gonna get out of the way oh okay but student pilot like I was just having trouble getting my my getting my act together talking Mm -hmm. to ground and stuff um oh so you just switched to ground well that's what you do when you clear the runway you switch to to ground I didn't I've never oh. switched the ground at Ramona I oh okay it was so, it was okay. so busy okay. it was yeah, so yeah. fucking busy today so yeah they had me switch to ground okay. I had to put the I had the ground frequency put in but anyway it was just took a long time and uh so we took off and me and John did another touch and go and there was a lot of people there was a lot of birds everywhere <laughs> and finally I got the nerve up where I was like I'm you're getting out bro and in that moment when he was getting out of the plane, I got so nervous. I got so nervous. I was like, are you sure? I think I asked him 25 times. Are you sure I'm ready for this? He's like, dude, I have no doubt that you're, you're fine. Like you're, you're doing better today than I've ever seen you do. You're doing so good. And, uh, yeah, I, I had a little bit of nerves, you know, when I, I got out of the, we, I let him out over by the tower in the transient parking. And uh, so I pulled up to talk to ground to see if I was cleared to taxi. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I did not feel this way at French Valley for my solo. And then I made my first call asking if I could taxi over to the runway. And in that moment, I was like, okay, this is good. I'm all right. You know, I, I just I had to clear and as I'm taxiing over to the runway, I'm just like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm doing this. It was a much different sensation. And by the way, he didn't have a radio to help me or listen in or anything. I was just totally on my own. And everything went well. I did three touch and goes. Uh, I had no flub ups whatsoever. And it was so busy that 
three different occasions during my three touch and goes, other aircraft from like 10 miles out were requesting to come in and they turned them away that the pattern was full. Really? That's how fucking busy it was. And I'm just out wow. there like, hey, I'm just here flying around Fuck, in Ramona's circles. Ramona's always been like the mellow place to go to. It's Saturday. Yeah. Saturday from 9 to 12, basically. I mean, it was like prime flight time out there. It had And they had had a um, a bit of a foggy morning. So, yeah, it was busy. And I did fucking awesome. I really did. I did super, super awesome today. I'm patting myself on the back. I felt really confident. That was a total... Um, like step forward in my uh, progression to becoming a pilot. And I went back and, oh, I almost missed one call though. There was almost one that I missed when I finally landed and I got off the runway. I was going to go pick up John. I got off the runway. I switched to ground and I called ground and I asked for permission to taxi over to transient. And he said, you know, yeah, taxi via alpha, but uh, hold short or something like that. And I almost missed the hold short. And it was because a fucking helicopter was coming in and landing right where I was going to go. And at the last second, after I made my call back that I I was going to taxi, I realized in that second, like, oh, he said, hold short. I was like, okay, hold short. And I was so proud of myself that I caught myself and I processed what he said in that moment and not just what I wanted to hear. Because mm-hmm. no shit, I'm not expecting him to tell me to hold short at Alpha 3 before taxiing. Like, I wasn't expecting that at all for a helicopter landing. I guess I I knew a helicopter was in the area, but I wasn't really paying the close enough close enough attention to know he was landing right there. So, yeah, I was stoked on myself about that. And, uh, yeah, then we just flew back without incident until we get into the French Valley airspace. And let me just say this. Once John got back into the plane and we're taxiing to take off to, to, to depart the area, I was talking to him about like, oh yeah, man, landing and flying around a Delta airspace is so much less stressful than uh, an untowered airspace because you just have somebody telling you what to do. You know, it's intimidating communicating, but the stress level of having to watch out for all the fucking yahoos out there is, oh, it's just superior. Like, I like being at a Delta airport way better. Like, I'm so much less stressed about, like, traffic. And that was a foreshadowing of what was to come at French Valley when I got there on a Saturday morning. Oh my God. When we got into the airspace, we were maybe like 10 miles out and I just switch over to listen to French Valley and everybody is landing and taking off on three, six, but there's one guy calling every few seconds, every few minutes that he wants to switch to runway one eight, but there are so many planes. Like there's like four people lined up to take off on three, six, five fucking people in the pattern. We're coming in. There's three people on the 45, all three, six, but there's one guy continually asking if we can switch to one eight. Like a guy on the ground. No, he's in the, he's in the air. In fact, I think he is, he was in the pattern for three, six talking, talking about switching to one eight. (laughs) 
So I'm like, my, my, I'm starting to get a little anxious thinking about it. And so we're super far out just listening, just listening. And I make a call like where we are so people know where we are. And we're getting closer and closer. And everybody's still 3-6. And motherfucker is starting to now say that he's taking off 3-6. And he's going to go over to Lake Skinner because he is switching to 1-8. And everybody's going to have to switch to 1-8 after him because this is what is happening. You know, he is just absolutely fucking changing it. By the way, the winds were for 3-6, basically. They were calm, but then they were also for 3-6. So I'm being very stern on my calls because we are, we've already kind of like committed that we're going to do, we're on 3-6. All the other planes are on 3-6. So we come in for 3-6 and it becomes very obvious when we are in the pattern that we're going to be the last plane to do 3-6 and everybody else is going to switch 1-8. And this was going to be our last landing. And so now I'm actually a little extra nervous because we're like on base turning to final and the guy who was wanting to switch 1-8 is basically doing downwind for 1-8. Like he's in the pattern going the other way as we're coming in to land the other way. And lo and behold, the guy in front of us doesn't get off the runway and I have to do a go around with it <laughs> on three six with opposing traffic. There was like a little biplane that uh, just decided to just drive on the runway all the way to the end. I couldn't fucking believe it. And I, I wait to the last second to do a go around knowing that there are planes coming at us from that direction and I'm forced to do a go around. Like, do you understand the picture I'm painting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's almost like I'm taking off on 3-6 while everybody's coming in to land on 1-8 now. And it was very... Everybody or one plane? All the other traffic is now Oh, so everybody turned around. Okay. Correct. I oh. said I was the last plane doing 3-6. It would be, once I'm in the pattern, it became very obvious that I was the last plane to do 3-6. Oh, okay. So everybody... I thought it was just the one Everybody... Plane. Everybody else had decided that that would like after this one, we're going to go. And so, yeah, so now I'm basically taking off three, six, uh, and like we're on our crosswind and somebody's turning base and it was just, it was fucking stressful and John handled it really well. And I learned a lot from this situation and, you know, if I was in a hurry or we were, if I cared about fuel consumption or anything, that would have kind of sucked because we had to climb up out of the traffic pattern uh altitude and then go way out and come back in on a 45 you know so it took quite a bit of extra time uh but wow I learned a lot like I'm so glad I had that experience with him in the plane uh I didn't even think that that was a thing because I've asked about it before like what happens when the pattern switches and 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 how does the pattern switch? And at what under what circumstances do the pat does the pattern switch? And, and so I got to experience it firsthand, and it was it was stressful. Like I I much prefer somebody in the ground in a tower just telling us what to do. Yeah. And uh, whew, yeah. So we landed. Uh, it was uneventful, and fuck yes, I did two point four hours today, and I feel amazing because. I now have seven or eight solos booked after this. 
I don't fly with John again until the 29th, which is like 12 or 13 days from now. And that's a night flight. (laughs) So I have so many hours of solo flight and I'm going to be just taking the plane around the pattern in the practice area for the first two. And then he's going to clear me to go to Hemet for a few. And then he's probably going to clear me to go to Ramona over the next week and a half. Nice. So, oh my God. Look at this. You're almost there. I don't really like it, though, that I don't have any time with John booked. Um, I would, I'm going to keep an eye on the schedule. I would really love to have um, one lesson maybe peppered in there because there's still a bunch of stuff that I can practice with him. But, you know, to check in during these solos. Mm -hmm. Um, And, oh, because all I have are solos booked, I asked him if we could go over emergency procedures again today. So we did that on the way back from Ramona as well. So I I feel pretty good. Um, But so the plane, oh, your plane crashed. Not we, with me in it. No. So we haven't talked about this on the podcast. So. I didn't know if you wanted to bring it up on the podcast or not. Oh. I guess we're bringing it up. We're bringing that up. So uh, Nick, the plane that Nick has been learning in is now totaled. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, 6-5 Golf. You were, uh, you were a precious little plane. <laughs> you I like were... that plane. Oh, so... Uh, Long story short, uh, somebody on their first lesson uh, landed nose wheel first and it crumpled the firewall and the floor and it's totaled apparently. And of course, other parts of the plane are good. So um, there's this other plane that is used and that got a ton of bookings because now this totaled plane, all the bookings that were on it, like just got scattered amongst the other planes that they have. Well, this other plane that you had booked for this coming Monday and I had my four hour cross country booked. Well, apparently yesterday on a run up, somebody noticed smoke coming from the engine of that one. Fuck quality equipment yeah and so uh it got taken offline midday yesterday and it's taken offline for like four or five days and apparently they're taking the engine out of the totaled plane and putting it in this one and then they're gonna fix that one so my cross country is canceled on monday and i can't find another four hour block with my instructor in one of the planes that i would be able to fly for like a couple weeks so I might be doing my cross country with your other instructor, Gabe, maybe, um, John's okay with that. So we'll see how that goes. But, uh, we are, uh, we're down a couple planes right now. And on Monday, my plane's in for maintenance too. So (laughs) shit. And we're leaving the area on like May 22nd, I think. So I'm, I'm putting crunch time is happening. Yeah. I'm putting in a pretty good push. Do you want to update the podcast about what's happening with your flight check? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, for sure. So uh, I have next Tuesday booked. I'm going to Long Beach. So like three days from now. Yeah, they have a a guy being trained up, I think, on Monday. He's a a DPE? Yeah. A DPE. Um, This guy, Nate, has been amazing. He works out of the FISDO in Long Beach. Anyways, he, he found a DPE down there that is willing to get trained up. From the FAA, I'm not sure exactly what he needs to do, but basically he has to take some kind of FAA course so that he can act as the person that checks me out for my soda. 
Anyways, they are renting a plane for me. I mean, I have to pay for it, but they're renting a plane from a local school in Long Beach. And I'm going to go down to Long Beach and do my soda with this guy. Hell yeah! So that happens Tuesday, as long as the weather is good. That's the only thing that's the deciding factor right now is good weather but yeah tuesday i'm gonna do the the soda and then i don't even know how you know if like i'm assuming he has to report his findings to the faa and it'll probably take another fucking month but no no knows? it's just gonna be a couple days good vibes yeah, good vibes yeah whatever <laughs> I, i'm 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 totally at at peace with whatever happens but i'm just stoked that i've got that booked so i'm one step closer <sighs> I am too. I wish I could go with you. I think it would be a really cool learning experience. And so they said that he, whoever the DPE is, is going to act as pilot in command and he's going to do all the radio calls and shit. Yeah, this is a busy airport apparently. And I mean, I'm good learning experience for you though. I'm cool with, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's only a Delta, but it's, uh, but it's a busy one and it, it does cross so, over into the Bravo airspace with, uh, I think with LAX or something, but whatever. It's, it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just stoked to get that that part done, and then hopefully I don't fuck anything. I've never been in this airplane. I mean, it's supposed to be similar to the plane I've been flying, and all I got to do is prove that my feet work. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty low stress. It's not not like he's judging you. It's not a check ride. In that sense. Yeah, I don't have to do any radio calls, which I wouldn't. I would. I I feel confident enough to do. Maybe he'll give you a chance because you're paying him. Good money to do this. Maybe I am he'll... paying him good money to do this. <laughs> Maybe this, this fucking trip is costing me a pretty penny, but whatever. It's Worth cheaper it. than if we had to rent a plane and take it. That was the original idea. Was I was going to take one of my instructors, one of our planes, and fly out there, but the schedule didn't work. So it's Nate has been way. jumping through hoops to make all this shit happen for me. So big shout out to that guy. Yeah, nice. I can't wait to update with the uh, Nick's cleared for solos update i think that's still a ways out hopefully soon though yeah. all right uh cool well we'll uh we'll update you after our next flight yep see ya bye